Pitt men's basketball kicks their season off tonight against Tennessee Martin. We're going to do a whole season preview. I'm going to talk to you about expectations, why I think this team is better than last year's team, but how good can they actually be? It's all coming up today on this episode of Locked on Pitt. You are Locked on Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, welcome into another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nick Farabaugh. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, folks, Pit basketball is here, and this is the money year if you will, for Jeff Cable. This is the year where he's coaching for his job. If he does not make it to the NIT at least, it definitely feels like this is going to be the last year we see Jeff Capel in the Pearson Event Center. It just does. It doesn't feel like he has any more leash to give, even though the buyout doesn't look particularly appealing right the 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 buyout situation is about as unappetizing as it can get for this situation Pitt has backed themselves into a hole in that regard but let's understand this Pitt needs to bring some type of winning culture to this basketball program they haven't been to the tournament in a very very long time for this program, you know, a program with Ben Howland and Jamie Dixon that was built on consistency and being that perennial winner, it has taken a nosedive. Pitt has consistently been one of the worst teams in the ACC since joining the conference. And so this has been a net negative for Pitt. And Pitt can't have this happen to them anymore. Something has to give. Pitt has to play more basketball than just going to the ACC term this year. And so somehow, some way, Jeff Capel has to make that come true. Now, listen, it's not a great start to the year because Dior Johnson gets suspended. John Hughley's dealing with knee injury. Will Jeffress with a foot. That's about as bad as you can get in terms of luck. And Jeff Capel has consistently had awful, awful luck during his time at Pitt. I mean, we're talking about Pitt not having a cupcake schedule here to kick it off either. This is not an easy schedule to start out your year with. Tennessee Martin isn't a good team, at least by power of you know, six, seven standards. However you view college basketball through that lens. Let's also understand Tennessee Martin is going to be a very, very solid team in the Ohio Valley. They are predicted to be one of the better teams in the Ohio Valley, and they have some experienced players on that team. And then 
you go and face West Virginia, and then you go to New York and you face Michigan at least, and then either VCU or Arizona State. That's not an easy schedule. Pitt does not have an easy schedule this year in the out-of-conference department, and that can help them and hurt them. Because if, if John Hughley and Will Jeffress aren't back soon enough, Pitt can easily be staring down the barrel of an 0-3 start. Or an 0-4 start, or a 1-3 start. Because, let, let's be real here, Pitt has lost both opening matchups they have played. They lost to St. Francis in 2020, and they lost to the Citadel in an embarrassing fashion last year. And there were accentuating circumstances in those regards. But the first thing you have to establish for this season to go well is you got to beat Tennessee Martin. You have to. And, and again... This team that they're going to be facing in Tennessee Martin does not look to be all that bad. Now, you got good teams in that conference, the Ohio Valley, but Pitt should be able to handle this team. Tennessee Martin's picked to finish second right now in that conference, only behind Moorhead State. But it should be a win for Pittsburgh. And they're only figured by eight and a half points. And that and that kind of shows you the confidence that betters have in Pitt. Because Pitt as a team isn't complete unknown. There are so many just question marks on this team. And, and there are so many new players on this team. And with no John Hughley, who is your certified stud star, it's going to hurt Pitt. No matter what, this is going to hurt Pitt. But they have to win this game. That's the start. That's the start. And, and so I look at Pitt and how they match up here kind of against Tennessee Martin, you have experienced backcourts and you have Pitt, which should be a deeper team this year. And when we get into that, kind of the differences between this year's team and last year's team, I think that's a key one. Pitt looks much, much, much deeper. And I largely believe this to be a reason for optimism. It's not like they're deeper in terms of... mm, middle of the kind of the road players, they're deeper in terms of rotationally good ACC players, right? And I think that is is the most important thing to kind of look for here. Um, When you're making all these specific predictions is Pitt's going to have a specifically more deeper team this year than they did last year. And that goes to the front court and the back court. And that's important for Pitt and Jeff Capel because in the past you would have a Hughley injury and there'd be no one there. I don't think it's quite the same this year. And I think that's very, very important to note for Pitt, which is going to need that this year. All right, well, let's talk about the differences between this year's team and last year's team, folks. But first, I want to let you know about LinkedIn Jobs because, folks, LinkedIn Jobs, it's the one-stop shop. You can do everything and you can find the most qualified candidates for the job you want. Listen, folks, 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team for faster and for free. All you have to do is add the hashtag purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Folks, you can use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates and the pools you want with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and potentially hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast as we are continuing to talk through Pit men's basketball here this year. As this continues to kind of intrigue me this entire season. But let's go to this year's team versus last year's team. Your backcourt this year, I think, is much, much better. And losing Femi Odukale is not going to be an easy one. To replace. But Ithiel Horton, for as streaky as he was and for what he brought to the table, you could replace him. Wasn't a necessary plus on defense, was kind of just a streaky sh- shooter. They could sometimes create off bounce, but not really do it very often. And so Pitt now this year is going to have, I think, more shooting in the backcourt. I think they're going to have more shooting as a team, period. But I think they're going to have a more experienced and better gelling backcourt. When you have Nelly Cummings, Greg Elliott, Nate Santos, I, I would count Nate Santos in there if you can put him as a wing, but I think he does factor into the 2-3 factor um, there. Then you have Nike Sabandi coming back, and then you have Jamari Spurt. And so you can kind of decide who you want to start there. It's probably going to be Cummings at the point guard, and in the two exhibition games that I've seen, this is a guy that looks ready to go. He looks crisp. He looks experienced. He wasn't wild with the ball. Now, listen, it's got Clarion and Enboro, so take it with a grain of salt. But it looked like, to me, Nellie Cummings played under control and, and played with a veteran presence. Greg Elliott, man, he doesn't seem like he's a super impact player outside of the catch-and-shoot stuff, but he is deadly from downtown, and he finds those spots and he's always in those spots. He's always a great outlet. Sabandi looks very similar to what he did before the injury to me. Um, a wild type player, but super athletic and bouncy. And then you look at Nate Santos, who had a really good game against Clarion. Sh- shoots the ball with confidence against Edinburgh, but didn't get the shots to drop. But he looks much more composed defensively and on the boards. And, and listen, Jamarius Burton, you know what you're going to get in Jamarius Burton. Or at least you should know what you're going to get in Jamarius Burton. I'll say that. Jamarius Burton is going to give you solid minutes. He's going to give you dependable minutes. And that is a guy that you 100% want to have around your roster. Because he's a veteran calming presence that this team can have. I think the second difference on this team is the fact that they're going to have shooting. And... That was one of the keys that Jeff Capel came into this year wanting to fix. 100%. This is one of the things that you looked at and you said, they got to fix this. And it looks like to a degree they have. 
I'm not sure they're a consistent three-point shooting team throughout the entirety of the game. But I do know that they can be a streaky three-point shooting team. And they did not have that ability last year outside of one man. I think as a team now, they have that ability. Because I saw what you could put into a guy like Blake Hinson, who looked unbelievable at times in these exhibition games. But, man, he was hot and cold. Scored 29 against Edinburgh in the first half. Only scored one the rest of the game. Similar thing against Clarendon, but just reverse. Started out very slow, got hot later in the game. But he's the guy that can take a two-point lead and turn it into a 15-point lead very, very quickly. And I don't think Pitt had that guy this last year, right? I think Nelly Cummings is a lot of the same way. I think their big men are a lot of the same way, the Diaz Graham twins. I think you look at just the whole team overall as a very streaky three-point shooting team. But, man, they got to respect the three-point shooting aptitude even when Pitt's off. Because Pitt will have slow spurts offensively this year. I'm 100% certain of that. But I think they're going to be able to catch up when they're down. And I think more importantly, they are going to be able to extend leads that are small to bigger leads very quickly. And I think that makes it very, very dangerous to be facing Pitt as a team like a Tennessee Martin because I don't feel like Pitt had that three-point shooting aptitude even when they had Champagny, Tony, Johnson, McGowan's. Um, those guys were more high-volume shooters. But I think these guys will be efficient. I just think they'll be efficient in spurts. And I do think that the turnovers thus far, we'll see how it how it kind of fares against Tennessee Martin and then obviously against West Virginia. But it seems like this team is better coached and better equipped to handle pressure and not give easy points up in transition, which I think is going to be key. Because I didn't think this team was particularly impressive defensively especially down low. Now, they didn't have John Hughley, and that's going to hurt them. It, it definitely hurt their rim protection ability. Um, Fetty Federico, I think, is actually going to end up being the backup five. He looks a lot kind of further along than I thought he was going to be. Man, he looks like he is maybe not a super great athlete laterally, but coming downhill, he's bouncy enough. I mean, he's a good rebounder. He's got a sense for ball awareness to where it's going to bounce and just kind of has these and just the length he kind of brings to the table is really good. The Diaz Graham twins look, uh, they look rough right now. You can see the potential there though. I think that you can definitely see where they fit in, in the future. Um, but still, I, I think that there's definitely things to be worried of in that area of the team as well. Um, but you look at, what this team has in totality in the likely starting lineup, because it appears like if the exhibition games are going to go as they go, the starting lineup tonight will probably be Cummings, Burton, Elliot, Henson, Federico. I would imagine that's what's going to be. And then Hughley obviously slots in for Federico whenever healthy. Um, and then off the bench, you kind of have Jeffress, Santos, Sabandi, you have kind of this mesh of players that you can actually interlock and interweave. And so if a guy's not having a good night, and this was what was happening to Jamarius Burton against Edinburgh, he didn't have a good game. And so they yanked him. And it was completely, completely justified. And it also ended up going about as well as they thought it would. It went perfectly fine. 
it ended up pulling away, and voila, that's what happens. And they, so they have this kind of deeper team this year, and they have the ability to mix and match. And so not everybody has to be on every night in order for this team to win. And I think that is going to be a big, big thing to look at because right now Pitt has been so thin in recent years so where they haven't had that luxury. And I think having that luxury will be very, very key. I'm going to talk about how I see this playing out and what a reasonable expectation for Jeff Capel should be this year in order for him to stay Pitt men's basketball head coach. But first, folks, I want to let you know about Bet Online because, folks, BetOnline.net is your number one source for your betting needs for football, college basketball, and so much more. This season, you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis of every game this year. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sporting wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, so much more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, let's talk pit men's basketball, where they're heading this season. As I said, this does not look like a very easy out-of-conference schedule. They play a lot of top-tier teams. They go to the Legends Classic, which is definitely going to give them a challenge. They play Northwestern. That's a winnable game, though, to me. They play Vanderbilt again. That's a winnable game if they're up to snuff. But Pitt men's basketball, man, their schedule isn't necessarily easy. Tennessee Martin is no cupcake coming in. I mean, and, and they have a tougher schedule in conference this year. I think the ACC is going to end up being a better a better conference this year than it was last year. So I don't think it's going to be as much of a cakewalk. And so I'm not sure how many surprise wins you can pull off this year. I think you kind of have to, to a degree, play your kind of consistent basketball and, and be the team you are day in and day out. And I think that's actually where Pitt's going to have to make their money this year. And, and so you look at some of the teams they play twice, though, and, okay, you play Georgia Tech twice. You feel good about that. You play Louisville twice. Again, I think you feel good about that. You, you play Syracuse twice as always, too, and I'm not sure Syracuse is going to be an overwhelming challenge for Pitt this year. I think they can win those games. I think Hughes has a good outlook overall as a team, but, again, these are games Pitt could probably win. And so when you look at Pitt this year, better shooting, you probably have – Right now, based on what you've seen, you have rebounding concerns, but that's without John Hughley, so maybe those get rectified there. And you definitely have defensive concerns. I don't think this team is going to be super great stopping slashing guards. Um, I think they'll be better maybe from the perimeter, but I think teams are going to be able to slash through and maybe get those corner three opportunities, which could hurt Pitt. Um, but they, they have the ability to keep pace with most teams this year. So even with their defensive downfalls, I do think this year, unlike in other years, their offense can maybe keep them afloat and maybe keep them competitive. But again, this is a team that is more talented than other years, but they are also not completely there yet. And there will be people that 
give out very optimistic predictions, and I understand that. I have them at 17 and 14, 9 11 ACC, 10th overall in the ACC, which is the best finish of Jeff Capel's tenure. So that would feel good for Pitt at least, but I'm not sure that's enough to keep his job. Um, I'm really not because you do have kind of this momentum swinging in through the recruiting class with Carrington, Lowe, and Barnes coming in, and you hope that you can land some more guys. So you do have a good recruiting class. But I think it's less about the incoming recruiting class and more about, okay, it's time to show you, show us, like, bring something on the court, man. And I'm just not sure if Jeff Capel has the chops necessarily do it quite yet. And so, I don't know, it is a tough one for me to fully engulf myself in. I think he has to go over 500 in the ACC, and I feel like he has to go to the NIT at least. And and does the NIT save his job? I think that's a good question. I think it probably would. But I feel like that's the expectation. you got to go to a postseason tournament this year. you got to go to the NIT, or you got to go to the NCAA tournament. And I think it's a lot to ask of Pitt to turn this around. And, and I think we're going to find a good bit about this team out tonight. I think Tennessee Martin's a good test for them, one of the better teams in the Ohio Valley. And and they are a quick slashing guard team with experienced players. I think that they will give Pitt a good test, and we're going to learn a little bit about Pitt. Without John Hughley, we're going to learn a bit about this depth of this team. We're going to learn a bit about the perseverance of this team, how Jeff Capel kind of has them coming out after losing two straight openers in back-to-back years. If it happens again, man, we, we know where that – that trend is now. And so I 100% look at this team as a better version of most capable teams, as a more kind of cohesive measure of team. I think that they have potential to reach heights that no other team under Jeff Capel has reached thus far. But I, I think that I have a hard time saying they will reach that. And so to me, this looks like a 15 to 17, maybe 18 win type team, but it's going to depend what they do in the ACC because if that 17 and 14 is is accompanied with an 11 and nine in conference, I think that gives them more appeal to go to an NIT bid. I think that might be able to save Jeff Capel's job, but we'll see. I I have 17, 14, nine and 11 in conference right now. I think that's realistic. I think they get it closer to 500, I think that the they have a better requisite level of ACC talent. I think John Hughley is going to be really good this year. I think Blake Henson, those two together, I think that front court is going to be really good. And I think they have an experienced backcourt. I'm just not sure that they have the defensive qualities or the consistency or, quite honestly, the coaching to buoy them up past that level. And I think that's really where it comes down to. All right, folks, I'll be back tomorrow talking what happens in that Tennessee Martin game. And we'll talk a little bit about pit football because it's probably – happening over there on the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the south side. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. As always, hail to Pitt.